animal documentaries when you see like all the gazelles watching a lion take yeah. down a wildebeest and they right. just sit there. They, 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 they other animals like, well, we know that lion, those lions don't give a damn about us right now. Right. They're trying to take care of this wildebeest. You right. know what yeah. I mean? So that's that's kind of how Buzz was just sitting there like, well, they ain't. I ain't doing nothing to mess with the agenda. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. and I'm just a poor. No, no. I'm a poor uh, smackhead. So, right. so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know. None of my business. Welcome to Vino and Convo podcast with Fletch and Couch, and um, it's hot. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hot here in the DMV. Yeah, it is. It's 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 sticky, man. Yeah. It, it is it is humid as a Mickey flicky. <laughs> yeah, I'm Howard Fletcher, and I'm here with uh, my man, my partner in the pit, Aaron Couch. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. Good. Sitting on my Semi-orange simulated couch in my uh, studio here, so uh, I'm chilling. Yeah. We are going to be breaking down episode three of HBO's The Wire. The uh, This episode is entitled The Boz. And as you know, at the beginning of each episode, they after the credits roll, they show a quote from one of the characters in the show. This one comes from Mr. Big himself, D'Angelo Barksdale. Mm-hmm. Well, not Mr. Big. <laughs> I saw Barksdale and I said Mr. Big. No, 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 that's no, no, no that's, that's not, Avon. That's Avon. Yeah, yeah. that's Avon, yeah. man. You know, yeah. I love it. And we've been talking about D'Angelo yeah. so much because <laughs> I mean, everything so far is centered around his Ooh. his actions, whether they are competent or incompetent. Right, so, yeah, right. no, so, I jumped the gun. Yeah, yeah, the gun. yeah. It, because, it happens because man. because Avon does have a quote in the next one. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it happens one, though. This one, this one is the King Stay the King. Yeah, yeah. King Stay the King. Today's wine that we're going to be enjoying mm. comes from. Black Ankle Vineyards again. One of my favorites. You, you got you got me loving them now, man. That's right. You got me loving them, it's man. It's one of my favorites. It's the it's yeah. my favorite in the state of Maryland. It's in mm-hmm. Mount Airy, Maryland. Mm-hmm. It's a wine made by Ed Boyce and his wife, Sarah O'Haran. This is a 2018 Syrah that we will get into in more detail later on after we get deep into this bottle. And so let's get started. You ready to go for this episode? I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, All this, right. This one opens, every show opens with what's called a cold open, which is the scene before the credits roll. And this one, you're down at the pit where D'Angelo is telling Bodie and Poot and Wallace that things don't have to be as mean down there in the pit. Don't have to be as violent. Well, 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 well first of all, it opens up. And what's the first thing he said? Well, they late. They late with the drop. Mm. And now, 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 yeah. now, crackheads and heroin addicts, they, they, they're on a schedule. Yo, shit is late. Yeah, they still violent up. Usually come off the chain street ready, but this time they got a vial. You don't got any tussles, man? Yeah, later. Later. Y'all got any tussles, man? Nigga, it ain't even 9 o'clock and you fainting on it. Get the fuck out of here, man. Damn. Yo, why you act like that, yo? What for these junkie motherfuckers? So you just gonna take his money all day and treat him like a dog? How am I supposed to treat him? I don't know. But you ain't gotta punk him like that. Punk this soap. Get goddamn drug at 
and you a goddamn drug dealer. So? So what? Oh, what, the customer's always right? <laughs> Yo, we in the projects. The customer be fucked up. Can't get these niggas shits, man. Why not? Why can't you? Shit, anything else in the world gets sold without people taking advantage, scamming, lying, doing each other dirty. Why I gotta be that way with this? Because they dope fiends. Yeah, but the game ain't gotta be played like that, yo. You can't tell me this shit can't get done without people beating on each other, killing each other, doing each other like dogs. And without all that, you ain't got 5-0 down here on our backs every five minutes. Throwing us around and shit. Shit. You think 5-0 would care about niggas getting high in the projects? Man, 5-0 be down here about the bodies, yo. That's what they be down here about. Yeah, yeah. So we see a little bit more of D'Angelo's <laughs> humanity. But then Bubs rolls up with the red hat again. And he puts the red hat on D'Angelo and on Bodie. Mm-hmm. And in the cut, we see Kima and McNulty looking on and flicking pictures. Did, did we talk that much about the red hat in the last episode, man? I don't think we really talked too much about the red What's hat. What's with the hat? Yeah, tell him, Bubs. I go down the ways with some hats that I'm selling. If uh, someone is someone you need to know, I put the red hat on. Come in here, take the pictures. If they in the mix, they get another color. If they ain't shit, they don't get shit. Everyone in the hat's part of Barksdale's crew? At the terrace. We haven't hit the low rises yet. <laughs> That's sharp. I like that. Bubs does not forget that. Yeah, I ain't so good with names, but, uh, you know, faces I keep in my head. But they do take pictures of Bubs putting the red hat on people. Yeah, he starts with uh, D'Angelo. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the credits roll. Yeah. And we open up, the show opens up with Daniels taking heat from Burrell about the three stooges going up in the towers at 2 a.m. Oh, you're talking the little, the little morning meeting with, uh, with Burrell. Yeah. Also, uh, who was the other guy in there? The, wasn't another cat in there at the yeah, time? Yeah, that's, that's Pres Belusi's uh, uncle, Valchek. That's the one, yeah. That's that's his uncle, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah. that's his Pres, uncle. Pres Belusi's uncle. And he's in there, and Burrell wants to know what happened. He's yeah. like, why'd, you, why'd they go up there at 2 a.m.? What were you trying to accomplish, and what happened? Mm-hmm. And Daniels, being the good cop he is, he explains, okay, if I say I ordered him in there at 2 a.m., then I look incompetent. And... If I say they went in there without me telling them to go in there, then it looks like I'm out of control and I'm not supporting my guys. Yeah, I'm putting them on the hook. I'm putting yeah. them on the hook. So he just asked for real, what you want me to say? No, but that was deep though right there yeah. because he, he says and you got that pause. Yeah. It's like he's looking at them, then he looks over at Valchek, and he looks back at him. Mm-hmm. And then he, what did he say? I think he said, I guess I'm in the shit then. Yeah. 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 And Valchek is like, I owe you one. Right. <laughs> right, right, because he knows. In fact, if if memory serves, in that scene, they don't. He never really says that Prez Belusky was the guy who hit. No, he doesn't. Hit. He doesn't. But I think everybody, especially Valchek, 
He, he wasn't even he, there. He, he, he knows his he, he knows, knows his nephew. He knows his nephew. Yeah, so, yeah. So we so we deal with two fucking stupid nephews. Right. We're dealing with D'Angelo and we're dealing with Press Belusky. Right. You know, so we're right. dealing with two idiots. Right. You know, so so yeah. <laughs> right. So he, he knows. So what um Valchek says he'll do if uh Daniels just keeps this quiet and keeps Pres Belusky on the detail is that he's gonna give him two unmarked units and a surveillance van for his uh, operation. And, and he needs it. And he needs it. They he need, needs it. They, they need, need it. They, they need it. They need all the equipment, all the help they can get. Mm-hmm. And it's another, again, example, which comes throughout the series, of the types of horse trading, compromise, negotiation that goes on behind the scenes that really has very little to do with police work. Yeah. And everything to do with politics. Yeah, a lot of it. And you see it right there in the, this one scene right here. Yeah. Yeah. But it also, this one scene, though, is a carryover from the last when Daniels is talking to his wife. Right. And she's giving him advice on how to play this. And he shows it right there in that particular spot by looking out for Press Belusky, understanding and say, look, he brought the two options up. Right. He said, if I, if, I, if I say I knew, then it's my fault. If I don't say it, then I'm throwing them out under a rug. And he takes the time. He looks in, you know, this is a game of poker right there. He looks at their faces to see how they want to be played. And he says, okay, I'm going to take, take the blame. And by doing that, he realizes as soon as Valachek is happy about that, that he's, getting, he's got somebody else on his side because he's, he's, he's willing to uh, absorb the fuck up of Presbolewski. And Valchek is like, thank you. You're looking out for me yeah. and my family. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I will look out for you. So Well, he needs all the allies he can get. He, right he, he needs a ton of allies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, meanwhile, Rawls is giving a press conference. And the reason he's giving a press conference is because the newspaper, the press, has come to find out that this guy who testified against D'Angelo Barksdale mm-hmm. ended up dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, this wasn't, the police didn't tell him, <laughs> didn't tell the press. Mm-mm. So, the question is, who told the who, press? Who, how did they, M- 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 no, where's McNulty at? McNulty, how did, how did they find this out, McNulty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, McNulty didn't tell the press either. No. Nah. But McNulty told somebody last episode, and that was the judge. Mm-hmm. And we'll come to find out that that's, you know. That's Basically just, how it happened. Yeah, and but McNulty come, comes to find out eventually is now I understand why he trusted that judge because that judge got promoted or came up from being a prosecutor. Yeah. They and, know each other and police and prosecutors work hand in hand, just yeah. like they are in this case. And he thought he had a friendship with this judge, but this judge is not to be necessarily trusted. I think he respects McNulty as a, as for his skills. Yeah. But McNulty doesn't know the complication he has now being a judge, certain things that he just can't do that he used to be able to do as a prosecutor. Right. And, and McNulty's not really feeling that he's like, yo, right. we, we, we always been looking out for each other. Know that I'm still looking out for you. Don't change up now right. just because you're a judge. Right. Well, yeah. you know, the impression that I got and I'll, and I'll have to see it again in the rewatch mm. because I'm, I'm just rewatching season one. It's been a few years since I've watched this. But what I've noticed now is that uh, McNulty's a detective. He's always been a detective. Yeah. Now, this guy went from being a prosecutor to a judge. Mm. So apparently, they're not working together. See, I have the, I have the feeling that this judge 
likes McNulty because he's good. Right. He respects him. He respects him, but he's willing to, 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 to grind him up, too. Right. Yeah. To get what he needs to get. Yeah, yeah. Rawls is at this press conference telling the press that, yeah, this guy was the witness for D'Angelo Barksdale, but that's probably not why he was killed. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this, looks, this looks like just a random killing. That can happen any day of the week in West Baltimore. In, in West Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And Bunk is at the press conference too, and Bunk chimes in to give a little support. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kima and McNulty are watching this press conference mm-hmm. yeah, with a little bit of disgust. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, McNulty, like, it seems like when Bunk has to do stuff like that, McNulty's not mad with him. McNulty's yeah. like, he knows Bunk would have tried to do everything he could. Yeah, yeah, he's still going to do what he needs to do so they can continue to work and maybe have to find another way to get it done. Right. Yeah, so right. you, you kind of – that's something that you usually don't see in those scenarios because on most regular TV shows, they would show that in in the situation where Bunk would say that, Minolta would probably be pissed if it was on a different show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But no, mm-hmm. no, nah, nah, they, they keep it real because they understand the relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, th- and he knows, and we'll see. If Bunk is good police. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah you he, see that. Yeah, you see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bunk is good police. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, down in the in the dungeon, uh, <laughs> the, the, the pit. Yeah. Well, not, oh, no, not in the, the dungeon. You talking about? You talking the police? The, the yeah. look, the, the the tombs, man. Yeah. Good gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where the major crimes unit is, <laughs> they are uh, McNulty and Kima are starting to put together their perp board. You know, we've all seen these boards on the crime shows. That's yeah. where they pin the organizational structure of whoever they're investigating. Mm-hmm. And at the very top of the structure, they just have a name, Avon Barksdale, because why? They don't have a picture of They him. don't have a picture. And this becomes one of my favorite scenes in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, probably my favorite line of this episode. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 so he reaches out to the uh, the two old heads. And uh, was it Phelan and who's the other guy? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he just basically, hey, look, I need a picture. Yeah. Avon Barksdale. They're like, and? Hey, Pat. Huh? We've got a job for you guys to try to run down. What is it? Need a photo of this guy Barksdale. Need to know what he looks like. So go down to the B of I. <laughs> well, you see, that's the problem, guys. You see, Barksdale's never been arrested as an adult, so we don't really have a B of I photo. His juvenile record, he had expunged. There's no photo there either. Then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. But uh, as soon as we all came into work today, I thought, what the hell, let's try something different. So, we know from his mother's social service record that Barksdale grew up in Franklin Terrace, right? Well, it occurred to me, being vaguely familiar with the high-rises of West Baltimore, that the housing project began to take photos of every registered resident as a security measure. Am I correct, Detective Greggs? Yeah. So you want us to get out of the housing department and uh, pull this photo? Excellent. You know, you and I, we think as one. We're like two horses together in harness. <laughs> Why don't you fucking do it yourself? <laughs> sure, if you don't mind sitting at my desk reviewing homicide folders, taking meticulous notes, trying to run down a few new leads. It's boring, painstaking work, but if you don't want to travel to the housing department, I'll switch with you. Fuck it, Patrick. Let's take a ride. That was 
who's inspiring? I'm a leader of men. Uh, he was able to he was able to get them to move right. because he's like, look, you only do either or, but it's got to get done. Yeah. Right. So from the dungeon, we go to my favorite spot, the pit. Uh. And this is again. I, I say this every episode. This the orange my, couch. Is it, well, they're not the orange couch actually. No, they're, they're not. This is, yeah, that's they're right. next to the orange couch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is the chess game scene mm. where uh, Wallace and Bodie are playing chess. Yes. Oh, great they're playing. Scene. No, Wallace and Bodie are playing checkers. They're playing checkers on a chessboard. On a chessboard. Yeah. And D'Angelo walks by and realizes what they're doing and tells him, "Yo, what was that? Hmm." Castle can't move like that. Yo, Castle move up and down or sideways like. Nah, we ain't playing that. Man, look at the boy playing checkers. <laughs> checkers? Yeah, checkers. <laughs> Yo, why y'all playing checkers on the chess set? Yo, why you give a shit? <laughs> Man, we ain't got no checkers. Yeah, but yo, chess is a better game, yo. So? <laughs> nah, hold up, hold up. Y'all don't know how to play chess, do you? So? So? So nothing, man. Look, I'll teach y'all if y'all want to learn. I come on, man. Nah, come on. Right in the middle no, of the game, yo. Down, chill out. I want to see look, this. Y'all can't be playing no checkers or no oh, chess, right. boy, yo. All right, all right, all right, man. Is that Bodie is like, nah, nah, man. We're playing a game. And then Wallace like, no, man. I want to hear this. Right, yeah. He yeah. said, look, because D'Angelo is like, look, man, if you don't know how to play chess, I will teach you. Right. Yeah. Hold up. Why the hell is my damn phone trying to answer questions for me and everything right now? Somebody, you got somebody trying to um, sneak a wire in here, man. Try to record our stuff and get our get our groove, man. No, All right, okay. But yeah, but I just thought that was dope. How Wallace wanted to hear. He wanted he wanted to learn the game. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and it also you know it does show that Wallace is very inquisitive. Wallace is smart. Extremely, I and, think he's extremely smart and inquisitive. And Bodie's just kind of a. He's very streetwise, but he's pretty much status quo guy. Like, I'm not... Actually, Bodhi's just passing time. Like, he's not even down to really to learn how to play games no, that no, much. No, he has he has a mission. He, he has yeah. higher aspirations, man. Right, right. He has much higher aspirations. Right. right. Yeah. But, so, D'Angelo, in explaining the game of chess to him, he, in a... Uh, uh, pretty much, in a nutshell, explains the game they're really playing which is the dope game. Now look, check it. It's simple, it's simple. See this? This the kingpin, all right? And he the man. You get the other dude's king, you got the game. And he trying to get your king too, so you got protected. Now the king, he move one space any direction he damn choose, cause he's the king. Like this, 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 all right? But he ain't got no hustle. But the rest of these motherfuckers on the team, they got his back, and they run so deep, he really ain't got to do shit. I like your uncle. Yeah, like my uncle. You see this? This the queen. She smart, she fierce. She move any way she want, as far as she want. And she is the go-get-shit-done piece. Remind me of Stringer. <laughs> and this over here is the castle. It's like the stash. It move like this. And like this. Dog, stash don't move, man. Come on, yo, think. How many times we move the stash house this week? Right? And every time we move the stash, we gotta move a little muscle with it, right? To protect it. True. True. We right. All right. What about them little bald-headed bitches right there? All right. These right here, these are the pawns. They like the soldiers. They move like this. One space forward only. 
except when they fight. And it's like, well, like this. And they like the front lines. They be out in the field. So how do you get to be the king? It ain't like that. See, the king stay the king, all right? Everything stay who he is, except for the pawns. Now, for pawn, made all the way down to the other dude's side, you get to be queen. And like I said, the queen ain't no bitch. She got all the moves. All right, so if I make it to the other end, I win. If you catch the other dude's king and trap it, then you win. All right, but if I make it to the end, I'm top dog. Nah, yo, it ain't like that. Look, the pawns, man, in the game, they get capped quick. They be out the game early. Unless they some smart-ass pawns. I just thought it was very interesting. This goes back to what we talked about before with D'Angelo, how he can be so extremely astute right. on a topic and really be able to explain it to these kids as a solid mentor. Right. And yet his actions and other things just show <laughs> that, ooh, bruh, stay in your lane. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, the reason I thought the writing was really good is because Bodie, like you were saying, Bodie pays attention, but they already identified the king as Avon. So he knows he's not Avon. And so yeah. when he gets to the pawns, there's the, the little bald-headed bitches down there. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And he talks about the pawns and how in chess, when you're a past pawn, when you're a pawn, you can go all the way to the other end of the board, mm. you can become a queen. Right. Which is an upgrade. So right. Bodie keeps saying, well, if I get to the other end, I win. And D'Angelo's like, no. And he keeps trying to find a way to win the game outside of being the king. That's right, that's right. And, and, and he keeps telling him, no. The king stays the king. That's right. And which is a lesson for Bodie because Bodie's trying to figure out how to win the game because he's not the king. Yeah, he wants to be the king. And then Bodie says something that I thought was real cool. Mm-hmm. He said, unless he's a smart-ass pawn. That's right. Unless he's a smart... I was like, yo, that's that right there shows a brother with aspirations. Right. Yeah, yeah. He said, unless he's a smart-ass pawn. I said, damn, he got him on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so McNulty, back, back at the dungeon, McNulty and Kima uh, get a delivery of some old-ass, get-smart-type surveillance equipment, these, like, old miniature reel-to-reels. They're not even cassettes. I don't even think you call that a miniature. I don't even think <laughs> that sucker was huge. Yeah. And and, and, they, and Kima's like, you're trying to get my man Killed. got. Yeah, 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 I mean. Yeah, you know, this... <laughs> There's no way that they can use this equipment doing what they're doing. At all. At all. They, they say even a half ass search yeah. is going to reveal that. I was like, yeah. yeah. And, and when he walked in there with it, he was like, he already knew. He said, this is the shit they gave us. Right. right. I, I was like, damn. I was right. like, is equipment that bad? So they, it, it's becoming very apparent that, to McNulty especially, that if they're going to do this thing right, they can't rely on the Baltimore Police Department to necessarily do it, be, take care of them. Yeah. They're either going to have to finagle Especially something. Especially with resources. Right. Yeah. They're either going to have to finagle something politically through the Baltimore Police Department or they're going to have to go outside of the Baltimore Police Department. Mm-hmm. And so McNulty, of course, is willing always to go 
outside of the Baltimore Police Department. We'll yeah, because he, he already knows it's going to be a waste of energy trying to do it the other way. They are, look, they already played the hand when they show when he shows up with that old broke ass tape recorder. Right, yeah, right. Like that thing was using Goodfellas. <laughs> it was bad. That yeah. was, that was, it was funny. It's funny scene, but yeah. it's bad, bad, bad technology. Right. The uh, the old guy comes back from his mission that uh, McNulty sent him on from housing, and he has a picture of Avon Barksdale. And the problem is, is the guy looks like Norm on Cheers. You know? <laughs> he's, you know, his guy can't be Avon Barksdale. Yeah, he's an old yeah. white dude. He's like, um, I have a problem with this. I mean, because you already know. I mean, who is uh, who Avon's uh, nephew is, yeah. D'Angelo. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, really? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. And this is when we see, now we've seen Lester Freeman at times. They, he hasn't had a line, I don't think, in the show. Yeah. Right, right. He hasn't. He hasn't. He's been. He, he's been seen. He's been seen. Yeah. But not heard. And he's been working on his little miniature furniture that right. he's been making. He's kind of been a, a mystery. Well, who is this guy? Yeah. And he overhears that. And they're looking through the file. They find they go through the housing file because they're they're, they're trying to figure out how to find a picture because they know this is BS. So McNulty's asking Kimo, okay, "Let's go to this file again." And uh-huh. she's she's running it down, mm-hmm. and then she runs across the park talking about he box golden gloves, right. and that's when you hear Freeman speak up and say, "Hold up." Yeah. He said, "What was that?" He's yeah. like, "Golden gloves," and then he gets the information. Immediately stops. Working on the miniature furniture like you've seen him so far throughout the throughout the few episodes we've seen, puts that down, puts his jacket on, and heads out. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, yeah. we can wait to see how this brother works. Right. And yeah. yeah, and it's the first time that we the camera follows Lester somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's, he hasn't starred in any scene yet. Nothing, nothing but until now. He goes into a, a back alley boxing gym. Classic boxing gym. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Got to walk up the steps. You see, see how he's walking up the yeah. steps. He was like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, why are all these gyms up these long steps at all these shows? It's like, it's like every time they go to these old classic boxing gyms, they're like that. But, yeah. but I digress. And but yeah. no, but before then, dude asked him, "What's he looking for?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I on mean, the streets. Yeah, on the streets. You know, yeah, thinking yeah. he's trying to cop some drugs. So yeah. he gets up to there, and there's an old guy named Mac, always named Mac. There's always a guy named Mac <laughs> or Cuss or right, right. or a Bug. You know, yeah. somebody like that that's yeah. that's uh, working in, in the working, gym. Working yeah, in the gym. Yeah. And uh, Lester says, "I got you know, gets with him, and you know what he's doing. He's going to ask him about Avon." So, yeah. So anyway, we go to McNulty who has figured out, okay, I can't rely on the Baltimore Police Department to get me some good surveillance equipment. So he goes to visit his friend at the FBI Yeah. to get some surveillance equipment who says, yeah, I can give you the hookup. I can hook you up. Right. And I don't think they really ever say, or I don't remember how or why McNulty, it's not important, mm. but why McNulty and this FBI agent are so tight. Yeah. But I guess he's just. But one he of those, does hook him up, but though. He does, well, he does hook him up. I with, mean, he hooked him up with some good stuff. Yeah, with a wire, with stuff that they could use without use. being, uh, you know, without fingered. getting somebody killed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And during the the time when he's has he's to sign out the equipment, of course. Mm-hmm. And the guy asks, "Who's running that case for you?" Because I need to put it in his name, and Uh-oh. he tells him Daniels. And the guy kind of makes a funny face. He kind of pauses. Yeah, he pauses, yeah. And so we kind of got to take note of that. Yeah, and he, and he doesn't say anything because Kima's right there. Right, he yeah. doesn't say anything. But he, he does kind of take note that Daniel's name was, was is the guy. Mm-hmm. 
So now another guy, just like Lester, first kind of surfaces in this episode. Omar finally makes an appearance. My man. It, it, it showed it when it, it, that was dope because Omar is, he's got better surveillance than the police. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's sitting there in a van. He shows up during tester time. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, right. Yep, yep. And when what they do is they put out testers, kind of like to wet the beaks of the of the dope fiends that are out there. And so they'll be coming back for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. They get they get them started. They put out testers. So while they're putting out testers, uh Poot runs into a particular door. They're always moving moving the stash house. Yeah. So no one can rob it. Right. You know. And he sees one of the guys, Poot, run into this particular door. And so they take note of that. And they say, aha, that you must be where the stash said, is. He said, you see that? He told he, uh, Omar yells at one of the cats. He said, you see that? Yeah. He said, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Omar knows what to look for. Right. See, that's the thing. Omar knows what to look for. So what they, what the police are trying to gather, Omar has better insight, know how, how to pick it up quicker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kima... Uh, and McNulty and Bubs are down at the at the in the precinct. You know, Bubs is trying to coordinate with them mm-hmm. on how they how they to inform for him. Mm. And that's where Kima explains to McNulty that number one, she's a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's <laughs> talking about all oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Because he's been trying to figure out because Kima's an attractive woman. Yeah, very much so. And he's trying to figure out why is nobody. Hitting on Kima, yeah. Why you know why are the, why why is this not happening? Because apparently that's what happens in precincts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Kima explains to him that that's uh, one of the reasons why the job works for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like I was you know walking around waving some dyke flag in the air or some shit. I know I look like I could go either way. Oh Lord, yes you do. <laughs> yes you do. It was just something I had to put out there to get through the day. Should've known. Should've known what? I work with one other female police officer who's worth a damn. Only one. A lesbian. Yeah. In the beginning, yeah, in your radio car. Alone. Working your post. Most women are getting out that car. Right. Not without side partners showing up. They're intimidated. Physically. They gotta be. You weren't? Yeah. At first. But, you know, I'm talking about some old, you know, straight out of academy type skin. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't about to stay scared. You know, you, you, you know, get your ass kicked, you know, once or twice, you realize it's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the women, they don't want to believe that. Some of the men, too. They don't even want to go there. You think because you're gay? I don't know. But is there any other fucking way to police? So, D'Angelo, he's been working hard down at the pit because there was a demotion and he's been trying to get the act together. So he goes up to Orlando's and delivers money. That's where they count the money and take care of all the books for the, for the uh, Barksdale organization. Yeah. And he brings Stringer the money from the pit. Yeah. And he looks around and he's trying to figure out where all the money's going. Where's it all go? Uh, money. Where all the money go? Twenty-two 
four, give or take. On the low rises? <laughs> Damn, boy, you must have that crew humming. I don't remember a day we ever got this much from the courtyard. Money check day. You're doing good out there, D. Well, we be doing even better when we get that new package. <laughs> new package, same as old man. Say what? Ain't no new package. Just gonna put that same shit out in a different color jail cap is all. Might spike that shit with some procaine or some caffeine, but otherwise the same. String, man. People already coming back on us telling us that shit is weak. I know, shit is weak, but, you know, shit is weak all over. But the thing is, no matter what we call heroin, it's gonna get sold. Shit is strong, we gonna sell it. Shit is weak, we gonna sell twice as much. You know why? Because a fiend, we gonna chase that shit no matter what. It's crazy, you know? We do worse, and we get paid more. The government do better, and it don't mean no never mind. This shit right here, D, it's forever. And, and, and it's like D'Angelo's like, oh, okay, I see your point. They're not really too concerned about the product being good because they're going to come back and get it. Yeah. But the money that you're making, you're pushing it, you're doing it the right way. So be be happy about that. You know, no matter what we call this Heron, they're going to buy it. And that's, it's just another example of why D'Angelo is just not built for this game. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the episode opened up with him trying to explain to Poot and everyone down at the pit that you don't have to treat people like this, like they're serving hamburgers. Yeah, yeah, like they're looking for that, yeah. looking for that top quality uh, Angus burger beef. Right, Yeah, right. <laughs> And then he goes up and Stringer gives him the same thing from the other side. Almost the same thing Bodie and them told him. They said, they're dope fiends. That's yeah. what they said at the beginning. He goes up to see Stringer, and Stringer tells him, <laughs> they're dope fiends. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's like, they're going to buy it whether it's good. They're going to buy it whether it's good or, or bad. bad. They're yeah. going to buy it. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. That's what uh, they said at the beginning. Right. He said, they're, they're, they're dope fiends, you know. Hey, I mean, they're going to keep getting it back. And you're right. That's That kind of shows how D'Angelo, even though he... Something about the if the product was better, nah, man, they're gonna keep buying it. Right. And if it's if it's like this all over, they're gonna keep buying it. Right. You know, they're not gonna stop coming to see us because it's weak all over. And, and I mean, you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that at all. So, uh, D'Angelo Stringer gives D'Angelo a bonus, like you said. Yeah. And he leaves the upstairs room and goes down to the club and starts flossing for this stripper that he finds attractive. And tells her basically that uh, his uncle owns the strip club, not Orlando, who everyone in the world thinks Orlando owns the club. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And he tells them, you know, again, another example of why D'Angelo is not good for this game. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much how that scene ends. So meanwhile, Lester Freeman has gotten this picture, or a poster actually, he walks, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta paint that properly. The way he walked in with that was dope. He walked in and just laid down that poster, and then McNulty sees that and he's like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just like, yes, yeah, because yes. he is Avon Barksdale on this Golden Gloves poster. So yeah. it's in big black letters, Avon Barksdale mm-hmm. next to this picture 
of a guy in one of those classic boxing in a boxing pose. move. Yeah, boxing pose. Yep, it sure was. Yep. And they got a picture of Avon Barksdale finally. Mm-hmm. So everyone's pretty happy about that. Now, during after that, they have dressed up Sidnor. That's the the uh, detective that Daniels was able to get from Burrell because yeah. he's keeping Presbaluski. He comes in with his undercover gear on. Yeah, he, he talks about he ain't, he ain't taking a bath in like three, four days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he said he's all funked up. He starts going through his gear, talking about, he said, you know, stains by Ralph Lauren. He's starting to break down all this stuff. And, uh, you know, Kima, they're peeping him out. You know, but then Kima says, you know, turns to Bubs and says, okay, Bubs, what do you think? Bubs gives it the real breakdown. This your man, huh? Yeah. See low bottom enough for you? Clothes is tore down enough. You can use a little bit more stains, more dirt. What's this here, man? It's my wedding ring. <laughs> shit, you married to the needle, boy. That shit been pawned off of you for real. Dead giveaway. You can stand to lose about 20 pounds. Some yellow in your teeth. Fresh bleeds on your hands. Okay, so maybe I should go out and shoot up some dope for about a year or two, right? Come back when I can really carry the look off? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man. The more tore down, you look the better. You don't go down them towers, man. They gonna check everything. Yo, how about the shoes? I mean, I know you ain't got no problem with the shoes. Fucked up as they are. Let me see the shoes, man. See? You walking down them alleys of the projects, man. You stepping on the dead soldiers. Dead soldiers? Be empty vials. You can't walk down the Baltimore streets without that shit cracking underneath your feet. You want to know for feet for real? Check the bottom of his shoes. Okay? Have him dance on some empties before we go out there. Get us killed. <laughs> Bubs understands probably better than anyone else in this whole thing. Bubs and Omar, and I think Avon, all understand that this thing isn't a game. Yeah. They call it the game, but it's not a game. And there's different right. rules that the pl- you have to play by. And Bubs is telling him, look, these guys see dope fiends every day. And no dope fiend has a wedding band on. Mm-hmm. No dope fiend doesn't have vials on their shoes. Yeah, yeah. He was talking. <laughs> he wanted to see the bottom of his shoes. Yeah. He's like, let me just see the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. yeah. He pointed that out too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All these things. So he, yeah. he, and so, he, he also shows his worth as a CI. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he, he feeds him valuable information Bubs on that. Is the, Bubs is the best snitch I've ever seen. He's, he's a Jedi Knight yeah. of snitches. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's a Jedi Knight of snitches. Okay, so so Sidnor now has had, has had his uh, makeover by Bubs, and he goes down to Bubs to cop at the pit. So and they're successful in buy making some buys. They make a few buys. Uh, got Kima and the crew with their cameras snapping pictures. But who else is looking? Omar. Yep. Omar is always looking. Yep. And Omar has peeped out the undercover operation the whole time. Yep. I mean, he's got he 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 sees everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He sees it all. Yeah. So he sees it. 
He sees that not only does he know where the stash house is because he saw Poot run into it, mm-hmm. but he sees these guys are slipping because they got undercover cops coming in and buying from them. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, there's. I mean, he spotted it right yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's saying, so they're, they're, they're just slipping. So they're ripe for a kill. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's time to take them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they want to go raid them. Basically, mm. that's what that's what Daniels explains to them that, okay, the, the, the guys upstairs, now that we have these buys, they're going to want to make a raid on the pit so yeah. we can get the stash. And, and your Minolte's like, yo, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is that this is that just trying to get numbers to appease the higher ups. Yeah. And, and, and this is not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So McNulty's so pissed about that. Then he goes over to the DA's house and bones you. Yeah, I was like, I was like, <laughs> all right, way to take out your aggression, my yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He and Rhonda Perlman obviously have a previous relationship where, and this might be even, well, this well, is he, one he, of the When did they ask him a question first? Yeah. Because he wanted to, you know, it was, it, it was, well, the question was a way to get in there and get what he wanted. Yeah. You know, but yeah. the question was like, how do you uh, clone a beeper? Right. A pager, yeah, right. yeah. He wanted to have the clone. And she's like, you come over here to ask me that this time of night? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, like, that and other things, you right. know. Um, duh. And, and, and it starts to become clear why McNulty is separated. <laughs> you know? He's uh, I mean, he, 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 he's seems a hound. To, he seems to care about his wife, <laughs> and yeah. he definitely cares about his children, but he is a hound. Yeah. He is a hound. Yeah. So, uh, so we now we're established that McNulty has this little relationship on the side with Rhonda Perlman, and she gives him a mission on mm-hmm. how to go and possibly do what you got to do in order to make the case to the judge to get a, a pager. It was some good um, information. It yeah. was good information. <clears throat> okay. So back at the pit, D'Angelo is hungry. The re-up hasn't come yet for the stash, but he's like, I'm going to go get something to eat. This right here, this this right here, man, was just like just the worst thing. I mean, for for him to leave, you know, you want to go get a sandwich and all that and, and everything. But it's like, dude, you got a job to do. And, and and the homeboy just came by there asking about what time it was. They had like ten minutes. I guess that ten minutes was to go ahead and make the move, move the cash. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the 10 minutes. Well, see, no, they hadn't shown up yet. Stinkum hadn't shown well, up. Well, I'm talking they showed up right after, um, right. Right after uh, D'Angelo got the order and walked away. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and the re-up comes, comes in. D'Angelo's still gone. And while the re-up, while they're taking care of everything in the re-up with the counting, of, counting it out and everything in the spot, Omar hits him. Mm. Omar and his crew come in. Hard. Hard. Beats Stinkum up. Stinkum is supposed to be watching out. He comes in all bloody because they got they beaten him up. Yep. And Omar uh, looks at Shorty and says, "Where's where's it at? Where's the the, the stash? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to give it up, so Omar has to shoot him in the leg." Yep, yep. He shot him right in the knee area, yeah, man. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. The shotgun because Omar don't play. You don't fuck around. Omar, don't fuck around. You know, and I got to give it to the little soldier. He did look straight down the barrel of that gun and say, I don't know, man. You yeah, know? Yeah. But uh, I guess you won't be saying that anymore. No. And, <laughs> and uh, so he gets the uh, the other guys in there, to show him where the, the stash is. And Omar pulls out. But before he leaves, uh, Brandon, one of his accomplices, 
makes the card does the cardinal sin is you don't say the name of your accomplice when you're committing the crime. Yeah, yeah I was tripping over that. He said, Omar, let's go now. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yo, I thought I thought Omar was going to mess him up, but we find out later what happens. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the spot gets robbed. Mm-hmm. Clean. They ain't a clean getaway. I mean, easy getaway. Yeah. Clean yeah. Getaway. Um, uh, and aside is, just like Omar saw everything, Bubs was in the cut, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bubs is sitting right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is like happening maybe about like three or four doors yeah, down yeah, from yeah. him. He's just watching everything like, hmm. <laughs> Wow, Bubs, wow. Bubs like, damn. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that was a trip, how he was just sitting there watching him. Right. I mean, Bubs is sitting there watching this, and this is going down, and he, he keeps his spot. Don't even move. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, well, this is going to be some good information yeah. for Kim. I guess that's what he was thinking of. Yeah, well, yeah. He, knows, he knows about Omar. Yeah, so. everybody knows about Omar. And he saw Omar, he's like, well, we know what Omar wants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you think about it. If, 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 I guess it's like how you see on those... Um, Animal documentaries when you see like all the gazelles watching a lion take yeah. down a wildebeest and they oh, just yeah. sit there. They, the, the, the other animals like, well, we know that li- those lions don't give a damn about us right now. Right. They're trying to take care of this wildebeest. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So that's that's kind of how Buzz was just sitting there like, well, they ain't, I ain't doing nothing to mess with their agenda. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. And I'm just a poor, no, no. I'm a poor uh, smackhead. That's so, right. so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know. None of my business. Yeah, none of mine at so, all. So, okay, yeah. so. The day of the raid, the next day, they're going to be raiding the low risers to try to find the stash house. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody's gearing up. McNulty's just sitting there. Daniel said, yeah, McNulty ain't gearing up. He, yeah. He's not doing anything. And Daniel's like, what's wrong with you? McNulty's just like, doesn't even answer him. Just kind of like, mm, mm. you know, nothing. So he says, come in the office. And, you know, McNulty lets him know, I'm not going. Daniel's is hot when he tells him to come in the office. He's yeah. He's... He's pissed because he's yeah. like, damn. Well, they kind of dissed him in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Daniels is running, even though he's not a, a narcotics cop. He's a lieutenant. Right, right. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's above him. He's above him. Yeah, yeah. And, De- you know, McNulty kind of looked at him like, you know, like one of the humps told him to do something. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what? That's a yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, well played, Howard. Yeah, I mean, well just, played, my man. He yeah. just looked at him. So yeah. Daniels is hot. I'm not going. You're insubordinate? I'm not jumping out on something I believe is going to harm the case. You want to write me up on that, you can't. You think I want this? I got the deputy ops on my ass for this shit. Now I got you showing me up in front of the whole damn detail. I don't mean to show anybody up. Get your vest on. No. I got police work to do. Motherfucker, if you felt this way, why didn't you call in sick? I'm not sick. Give me a 95 on why you're physically unable to participate in today's police action. What, I'm going to lie so you can save face? Come on, write it up. I can't jump out with the rest of my unit because my tummy hurts. It's not going to help you gut this case. If you want to pretend to be a police, you go ahead. He's a homicide cop. Yeah. I don't care about going and smashing down doors for a stash. That's not what I do. I don't do little dude, I don't do that. Look, yeah. it's it's like it's it's like it's like Kobe and his prime dude, man, I I don't pass the ball. Yeah. I don't yeah. pass the ball, man. I shoot, man. Yeah. You know me. Let's yeah. keep it straight here. Yeah. You know, that's I mean that's that's basically what he was telling them and, and he stuck to it. 
Yeah. He stuck yeah. he he stuck to it and, yeah. and and you gotta give him his props on that. He was. He was like James Harden. I don't play D. I don't play D, yeah, yeah. D D for what's that? We had a, yo, yo, Russ, you're gonna play that D for me, right? Good. Yeah, yeah let me know when you get the ball, I'm gonna be open. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, all right. That's what that's what you're saying. Yeah, what? Yeah. So all right, so they go down without McNulty mm-hmm. and they bust through doors and come up with nothing. No stash there. Mm-hmm. One because Omar took it, and because Omar took it, they moved the stash house. Yeah, yeah. So they put it somewhere that it couldn't be found, obviously. So the police really got nothing uh, but, you know, a bunch of people that they arrested. And during the course of trying to get people, uh, you know, in tow, Bodie hits this old, one of the humps. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. One of the old yeah, drunk cops. Yeah, 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 which is just dumb. I yeah. mean, that, that's... That right there was show you know he he could be made for the game but that's that's that right there was yeah. a D'Angelo dumb move right yeah. there he just well, turns around and knocks him out yeah yeah well yeah yeah one of the things <laughs> knocks him down rather because right, he, he gets to have his his, uh, his uh, partner gives him a cigarette while he's laying <laughs> on his back <laughs> yeah it's funny <laughs> one of the things and that's why I like they they maximize a lot of character development in these scenes and the wire that's one of the things I like you get to see Herc and Carver. Being way too aggressive, yeah. arresting people. Yeah, you get to see Bodie showing his temper. Yeah, and you get to see Kima mm-hmm. in action because Ooh. Kima, as cool as she is, and up until now she's been, she's been really cool. Yeah, but she, you know, she living by the code. She saw the, she saw homeboy getting knocked down. Like that's he's on my squad, and yeah. that's a cop. You yeah. crazy? You want to hit a cop? Yeah. So she went over there and started beating ass. And she got her kick on, for and, sure. Yeah, damn sure did. I mean, she was uh, she was serious about it, so, yeah. All right, well, that's about really what happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break here and talk about the wine we're enjoying now, and we'll be right back. All right. Let's do it. Today's wine ah. is from, I said, Black Ankle Vineyards, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. They, they, look, let me tell you this, man. We have got to have a cigar tasting out there. And yeah. we, we had to do an episode out there with cigars, man, yeah. because this one right here, Yeah. I like the other one. This one kicks a little bit more ass, man, from Black Ankle. And, they, and the other one was... Freaking outstanding. What yeah. I like about this is that I can really smoke a good cigar to this. A right. full body smoke. So right. especially when one of my Padron 64s or 26, I can really get really get into a nice groove with this. So okay. yeah. this is a this is a 2018 Syrah. It's a it's a blend, but it's a it's a Syrah because it's 75% Syrah. So that's what it is. Okay. Uh, but it's eight percent Merlot, seven percent Cab Franc. Five three percent Pinot or five percent Pinot, excuse me, and three percent Cab Sauv. Um, but it is a it's a it's an excellent wine. Drinks it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Everything they do out there is pretty smooth. Uh, a Syrah is a grape, <clears throat> which is some you know you've probably heard of a Syrahs as well. Yeah, those are the same grapes. They're just called that in different parts of the world. But it's it's uh, an excellent wine. 
Um, now, some of the tasting notes. We've talked about tasting notes before. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over the notes. Let's see right. how they break it down. All right. Well, the style and flavor profile of wines made from Syrah tend to be medium to full-bodied wines with levels of tannins that have notes of blackberry, mint, and black pepper. Mm. Mm. Now, um, that's that's the ones that are come from like the European style, which usually, which is really what this is. This one also, though, has a little bit of licorice, I think, in anise. But but and the it. one thing I can taste though is a blackberry. Yeah. When you mentioned that, see, I, I like it when you break down the the descriptions of it because then I can actually see what they're talking about. So it helps us to well, it helps me to learn more about the wines and how they approach it, but. Also, the the, the flavor, mm-hmm. like I said, it's being 75% Syrah. Okay, great. But I think the way Homeboy added in the other wines, mm-hmm. the, the way he did it, mm-hmm. it just makes this so, and it's such a dark color too. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah. real good, real good. I, I love the flavor in it, definitely. Yeah. 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 So, uh, again, as I'll do all the time, if it's a wine that makes this show, <laughs> I'm going to recommend that you go and visit for yourself if you can, if you're in the area. Yeah, uh, they do deliver, or you know, so if you're not in the area, you won't be able to come to the area. But we have described it such that you would, you're curious about the bottle, and I would say go ahead and buy one. You can go to their website and you can order a bottle or a case, mm. and uh, let us know how you how you like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we it, look, it's good. Yeah, and if you if you're really into a nice red and also blends, you're gonna love this. So mm-hmm. that please check it out and let us know. And also, maybe you can be on the show one day with us. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, let's get back to the rest of this episode. We'll talk about some themes and some different things. All right. All right. I think the main theme, do you have a theme of this episode? I think the main theme of this episode is that it's tough to upset the order of things. I mean, you just can't do that. I, my, the theme that I see in this show is understanding the code of the game. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that is what I'm looking at. Not only for, for the, for the young bucks, because you see them talking about, you know, the, the chess, you see them talking about that, how it works, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how they were able to break it down. And that's and you, you're talking about the code, how things work, who can get what done. Right. Same thing is going on on the cop side as well. The yeah. the reaching out, who you shouldn't offend. Like you said, Daniels was offended. You yeah. know, you know, he just he just pushed him aside. Daniels was offended and but Minolte holds to his guns on what he wants to do because he's like, Look, I don't do that. Right. So so you, you're starting to see an understanding of the code. That is what I see in this particular uh, show in terms of a theme. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's not the same thing because, you know, in the chess game, yeah, as it's explained very well by D'Angelo, everyone has a role, like you said. Right. And, and that's part of a code as well. And the king stays the king. And you're not really going to get outside of that. So in this, you know, Daniels has to play his role mm-hmm. being the guy who is ultimately responsible for the 2 a.m. raid. Yeah. Even though he had nothing to do with it, yeah. he's got to play his role. Yeah. Bunk has to play his role. Bunk has to lie at the press conference. Yeah, Bunk has to basically be like, yeah, 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 yeah. it could be the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying 
That is. However, there's a lot of stuff that can happen in West Baltimore. Yeah. 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 Bubs tell Sidnor, you can't go down there like that. You got to play your role right. Yes. 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 Everyone has to play that, get their thing. Go back to the ring. What did he say about the ring? Say it again. Say it again, Howard. Say you married to the needle, boy. And and then he said, dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. That's already been hacked. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's already been hacked. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And and I I just, the last one I'd point out was that D'Angelo, again, didn't play play his role. He went and got food. Not that he would have stopped. It sounds like you already, it sounds like D'Angelo already has you exhausted. Yeah, he's exhausted. exhausted. But uh, he, uh, you know, he went and he didn't wait for the re-up. You know, you yeah. wait for the real, but I think that's all a symptom. And I, it, it, the other thing I like about the writing here is that they everything works the way it's supposed to work. I mean, they've gotten sloppy down there as well because everything's going really well. He's making more money than they've ever made down there. And, but you know what? That 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 brings along the predators. Omar right. saw that as well. Right. Omar saw that also. Right. He's like, why do you think he's standing out? He realized they're making money because Omar's looking probably thinking about his side, like how much is he making over here. He ain't making that much. Why is that? that why is that the case? They making that much over the pit. Right. Let me go peep it out. He right. peeps it out and hits him. And that's one way of saying, "Look, okay, y'all making that money, but I'm gonna get my cut from right. what y'all took from me." Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. You ready to do some categories? You ready for that? Uh, I'm ready for them. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite scene in this? Favorite scene. Got a. I got a couple that 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 I really okay. like. I, I got a couple that I really like. However, probably probably. Uh, just just Daniels and McNulty. Th- that particular scene when they when they bump heads and Daniels trying to get something done, that is like number two for me. Number one for me is when they're breaking down the chess game. Okay. Because once again, we're talking about the theme, cold, okay? There's a cold between Daniels and McNulty, and those two are bumping heads, and they're trying to be on the same page, and they're really not listening to each other. Mm-hmm. But, and they both got valid points. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the chess scene, you look at how the mentor, the mentor version of D'Angelo, which we love, we seem right. to both agree upon, how he breaks it down for them and how they're able to make the analogies between the game and the game, the game of chess, and the game of what they're doing and dealing drugs and, and heroin in the pit. Right. So I, I just thought that I'm going to go with the chess game for number one. However, I just think that the second one with Minolte and Daniels really describes how a lot that's going on with understanding the code. I'm just going back yeah. to the theme. So that's why that's why I really like those two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, chess game, I'm with you there. That's my that's my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. And my number two was the Bubs with his clothes. I just I love when Bubs breaks down the undercover clothes. Oh, well you know what? That's that's another good one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another good one as well. Cause yeah. he cause when he gets up, he's like, all right. He gets up, stands right. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He points out the the wedding ring. Yeah. Then then he, he's uh, he's pointing out the shoes. Yeah. He's let me see the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. He said, You gotta have a few of these on the bottom of your shoes. You out there, you have this fiending for it. you walking around for it all day. Right. You're gonna have some of these on your shoes. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there uh was there anything that you thought was unbelievable or unrealistic 
in this or just questions that you might have <laughs> just it wasn't necessarily unbelievable it was kind of like you could possibly see it happening mm-hmm. but when old cat gets knocked out by Bodie mm-hmm. he falls on his back mm-hmm. and his partner takes the cigarette <laughs> Lice, he's already supposed to, and he puts it in his mouth so yeah. he can help. It just shows you yeah. how old school they are. Yeah. I like, what could that happen? Maybe. Yeah. However, what I just thought was entertaining about it, just it kind of defines and develops who they are. Yeah. It, it yeah. gives a kind of sense like, yeah. he's, these cats are old school. Yeah, yeah, he's been knocked down before. He's yeah. like, yeah, as part of that, hey, don't worry, man. He'll, yeah. he'll pull on this, yeah. pull on this cigarette Whenever, and make it feel better. Whenever yeah. I see stuff like that, I always wonder: was they were they given direction, or is that an ad lib? You know, yeah. they just you know what? Yeah, yeah. They, that could that could be an ad lib, but yeah, yeah. but it was funny as hell yeah, to me. But funny. I'm like, really, a cigarette right now? Come on, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that that that's that's the one scene that had me thinking that. Yeah, I, you know, and and I'm going to say this for I'm what's unbelievable to me or hard for me to see is that Avon is a ghost, that no one's seen him. Now, I will say this. Avon is smart, man. No, no, well, I will say this. Now, apparently, Frank Lucas, back in the day in Harlem, was able to be a ghost for a long time and run the city's hair, New York City, as a matter of fact, heroin in Harlem. So it's obviously doable, okay? You gotta be willing to take a low profile. Look, 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 the thing about you watch, you watch Godfather Part Two. When uh, Michael goes to see Hyman Roth, Hyman Roth is living in a three bed bedroom single story house in, right. in in Miami, just sitting there. But yet, back then, he's worth three hundred million. Right. Yeah, you know, it's just you have some people who understand that. Okay, if I'm going to be in this position, don't draw attention to this position. Yeah. Don't 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 serve the cliches. Yeah. And Avon Barksdale is trying not to serve the cliches. Also, he's extremely paranoid as well. No, yeah, are, no, they, they show that. They do show that later on, and he's he's obviously gone to great lengths to not be seen. I get mm-hmm. that. But then you got guys who are like Bubs, mm-hmm. who again. Well, my, let's go back to what you said, Frank Lucas, who who's who was in the area at the time? Frank Lucas he used to um, feed off of him. Nicky Barnes. Right. Nicky Barnes on the cover of uh, 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 newspapers and magazines and everything. Right. You know. Right. Right. So that's what people kind of expect him from our uh, drug dealers. You know. Right. So. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. I mean. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just. 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 It's strange. It's, it's strange. Yeah, it's I just, agree. It's, 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 it's like really. It's just strange. Yeah. But it's doable. Yeah. Uh, apparently, obviously, history will show that's doable. Yeah. All right. So who gets the Simon and BC Award? For the baddest MF on the tier. Mm. Baddest MF in this particular show. I would, you know what, when you break it down and everything on how he just saw, I'm, it's two people. I might give it to Bubs. I, I just might give it to Bubs just on schooling homeboy on his outfit. Yeah, man. Just schooling homeboy on his outfit. Uh, but then in terms of really though, after seeing her kick ass, Run across, <laughs> run across the the yard like she's already beating on one cat. Yeah. I mean, and she sees the other cop goes out because we're going back to the theme of the show in terms of code. Yeah. She says, "Here, handle this." Yeah. And she's running across like she's got the baton in her hand on the four by one hundred relay. Yeah. And then she goes over there and starts to beat the crap out of the other cat. I'm like, mm-hmm. out of in fact, she's beating the crap out of Bodie. I'm yeah. like, yo. Yo, yo, yo. So I, I, 
I I like how Bubs because the way he just broke it down. You got to keep it real in this game. You're gonna get you're gonna get me fucked up and yeah. killed. But then also I like how Kima was like, "Yo, the code. Hey, I'm looking out for my partner, my fellow uh, policeman." She went in there and kicked ass. So. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Yeah, I got bubs on this one. But you got I, bubs I, too, yo. Yeah, okay. I got bubs up. I, I definitely see you on Kima, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely see you on Kima. That, that was just, I mean, when you pointed that out to me, I was like, yeah, she she was kicking ass on yo, that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. You know. Uh, is there a, a fa- favorite line from this one? <laughs> I had a different one. And, and, until you said it, when you said, you said you married to you, you married uh, to the smack man. You said you done. You said you done pawn that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because really, if it everything he was breaking down for him was real. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, I can understand that. Why you got your wedding ring on, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be gone quick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, and look, what is it like the, for most of these? Uh, for most of the show, they want to get that ten dollar, twenty dollar hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like it's like how much were these uh they were talking about um Kimo was giving uh Bubs when he was getting oh, like 20, 20. 25 dollars yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I hey man, it kind of shows you like the level of cash that they're talking about. Right. So it kind of gives you an understanding that really all the stuff that we're seeing on the wire mm-hmm. is really low class shit. Yeah. But yet it affects so many lives. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even I mean, you think about Barksdale. He he ain't on the level of Jamie of Jamie Ghost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't on the level of Ghost and Tommy and Power. He ain't on that level. He's one of those guys that get the shit from somebody else that gets the shit from from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's why all like you said, String was breaking it out. That's you know it's it's weak all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but these guys are low level. But yet it's. It just goes to show you how much they are affected by it. And also, it goes back to what's, what's real in today's society. I mean, why are you going after cats like this when you got them coming from someplace else? But yeah. that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, <clears throat> and I'm going to go with what you did last time with the uh, the quote for the for the episode, the king stay the king. I like that. Yeah, the king stays the king. Yeah. yeah. I, I can, I can, that's, that's, that's too easy. I can see yeah. why you do that. King stays the king because that goes back to how he broke down the chess game and how they got it. Yeah. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. 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 Is there any old school gear, tech, anything you want to use? Besides the tie clips? Uh, well, no, 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 no. I'm starting to look at how beepers are a big part of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the whole thing with the beepers in this, I mean, that used to be the thing, you know, girl hit you on your beeper and all that. You got the different codes and everything. Yeah. And the way that they're sporting them is is like, I mean, 2002, I wasn't sporting beepers like that. Yeah. I was sporting beepers like that in the 90s, you know. Yeah. They get yeah. a call and stuff and, and hit yeah. people back. So yeah. so I just think it's dope how they, they incorporate that and you see why it's like, these guys are really trying to be smart on that level yeah. so they don't get caught. Yeah, so, are. yeah. They are. They are. Any uh, music that you heard that you... In, in this one, we we had a chance to hear Ja Rule up in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ja yeah it, it's, it starts making me think of when I, when I first got up to the D.C. area, man, and when Ja Rule was... Was all over the radio. I, I mean, it's a trip because he, he, he was all over the radio. And, and but but then he did that fire bullshit, and 
and and rightfully so, 50's been joning him very hard on that ever since, <laughs> and he just kind of brought on himself. But yeah. it's just amazing how Ja Rule was actually he was actually relevant back then. So <laughs> it, it, it's like wow, Ja Rule was actually relevant. <sighs> Scary, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. you think about it, you take a deep breath when I was like, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know, they say the harder they fall. You know what I mean? And he fell hard. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I, I thought it was funny when they uh, went down to Cop, Sidnor, and uh, Bubs. They're playing It Takes Two. Yeah, and yeah. They, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I also had to laugh at Sidnor's, uh, he had the Dave Chappelle lips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? He had it working, didn't he? Yeah. He was looking just like Chappelle yeah. in there, the hat and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He played it. He yeah. played it. But I like how Sid Norge was breaking down his outfit. He was. Uh, it was so funny. He was proud yeah. that he, he. He was proud that he didn't uh, take a shower for four days. Yeah. He he yeah. was all hyped about that. He thought his outfit was the yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Bubs like 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 how 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 uh, D'Angelo busted their bubble in the previous episode about the chicken McNuggets guy. Yeah. 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 Bubs busted his bubble about yeah your outfit. Is good to a point, right? Yeah, but yeah. you're missing a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 uh, I think it was Kima said, "Did you hurt your feelings?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you know, yeah. Because he was proud. Yeah, he was proud. He thought it was it. He okay. thought it was it. So, do we miss anything? Anything you? Uh... I I don't think we missed anything. All right. Well, yeah. we're at the uh, most important part of the show, where we'd like to ask you guys to please subscribe to the podcast. We'd love to have you, you, you. We'd love to come up on your feed when we, you know, the new episode comes out. Also, we want you to rate, rate us. Please go to whatever platform you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever, and give us five stars if you would. We'd mm. love to hear your feedback, and a best the best way to give us some feedback is to email us. Yeah. So email us. You can email Aaron at couch like the sofa. That's couch. Yeah. At VinoandConvo.com V-I-N-O-A-N-D-C-O-N-V-O.com Right. Or you can email me, and I'll get this one right, at Fletch at VinoandConvo.com F-L-E-T-C-H Right, right, right. We're right. also on social media. On social media, our handle is VinoConvo, without the and, V-I-N-O-C-O-N-V-O. At, at Twitter, we're at, at VinoConvo, Instagram, and TikTok. And we're still working on the TikTok part. TikTok. We're working on TikTok. All right. Yeah. All right. So, listen, if you know of a winery or a craft brewery that you'd like us to highlight on this show, please write us and let us know. We'd love to do so. Also, if you're listening from outside the D.C. area and there's a beverage you'd like us to try and talk about on the show, please contact us by email or social media, reach out to us and we'll figure out a way to get that beverage here to us. We'll make sure that happens. Indeed. And uh, we will just, just as long as you send enough for both of us. Please, yeah. please. Cause I can get greedy. I'm yeah. the one who's always slurring yeah. at the end of the show. So yeah, big serving or whatever it is. I'm six, point. six people. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we need something. Yeah. All right. Something <laughs> sure. And, also, uh, if we would like to have somebody join us, two things, two things. One, if you email us, please, if you have something you want to say about the show that you'd like us to share with the audience, please let us know. We'd like to read all the emails on the air. Yeah. 
And also, if you'd like to be on the show, we'd like you to be here too. Exactly. So if you're living in the D.C., uh, DMV, in the Washington metropolitan area, if you like The Wire, and if you like adult beverages, this is a show for you. So please contact us and we'll figure out how to make that happen. And we will make it happen. Yep, for sure. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Next uh, episode is episode four. Mm-hmm. What's episode four? Episode, okay. <laughs> no, I, look, I'm right here to help you out, my friend. <laughs> so, look, episode four, we're going to, this right here was the buys that we did today. However, yeah. the next episode is going to be old cases. Okay. So, yeah. old, cases. old cases. And, and this is when. You start to really find out a lot about Omar. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The old cases is going. Old cases, in my opinion, when we when we talk about that next time, man, mm-hmm. I think this is when we start to see the pace pick up. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. the pace it starts does. to pick up big time. So, yeah, so don't miss that one, and we'll see you next time. Okay? All right, see you, buddy. C A U C H. See, oh, you, you you get so excited about getting to this part, man. We, yeah. they look, they're going to subscribe, man, but we want to make sure they email us though correctly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You don't want to get bounced back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>